probably are billions. Even the largest asteroids are so distant they can't be seen with the naked eye. They weren't discovered until 1801. But Grinspoon says almost everyone has seen a piece of one. Chips off those asteroids are always hitting the Earth because their asteroids are uh, involved in collisions. Pieces are getting blasted off. And pieces of asteroids fall to Earth all the time. And of course, those are the meteorites. They're called meteorites if they're big enough to hit the ground before burning up. On their way down, they're actually called meteoroids. And the fiery tails they make in the sky we call meteors, or shooting stars. By whatever name, they leave an indelible impression on anyone who sees one. 89-year-old Charlotte Beaton stands at the curb of her childhood home in Ward County, Colorado. Though white-haired and slight, her recall is phenomenal and the events of the afternoon of July 26, 1924, are especially vivid. She was right here with her father. And we looked up into the sky and saw a big, big ball of fire making a terrific roar and some popping as it went along. And it looked as if it was going to fall right in our front yard. I sort of felt like maybe the end of the world was coming, but my father knew from the very beginning that it was a meteorite, and he followed its course, and he stood here at our front gate and saw it embed itself in the ground. Oh, over by that tree there? Yes, over by that tree. I might say that there was a trail of smoke behind it, and it was red, red hot. It made a terrible thud when it went into the ground. It was the size of a beach ball and glowed cherry red. Charlotte's father let her feel it when it cooled and it turned black. Beaton was fortunate to have a worldly father who guessed correctly where the strange rock came from. Just a few generations earlier, meteorite falls were an occasion for dread, not wonder. They were somehow portents of something monstrous and frightening that was going to happen. Science historian Sarah Schechner says before astronomers realized what meteorites were, a shooting star was almost always a bad omen. And even until the 18th century, people were not sure that meteorites came from space. Meteorology included all kinds of weather stuff happening below the, the realm of the moon. Um, and, and it included meteorites, which were rocks falling from the sky, um, lightning, rain, um, comets, what we'd call aurora borealis. All that stuff was all classified together as meteors. Thousands of meteoroids enter Earth's atmosphere every day. Most burn up in flight. When they do land, pieces are often sent to scientists and museums for study. Richard Binzel, a meteorite expert at MIT, hunches over a clunky green filing cabinet spinning the dial of a combination lock. This safe once guarded secrets for the Air Force. This is the MIT meteorite collection. Binzel rummages through a pile of bags and envelopes. I'm going to pull out here a couple of samples that are softball sized and we can compare a sample like this one, which is incredibly heavy because it's made of almost pure wow. iron, versus one which is also softball size, but it's a pretty light toss. Hmm. Wow. And so we find meteorites come in all different 
compositions and different weights depending on where they formed in the asteroid uh, that they came from. For example, this heavy one here is nearly pure iron that when it formed, it heated and melted, and the iron inside that object was able to drain into the core and create an iron core, just like the Earth has an iron core. And sometime after that small little planetary world formed, a collision broke that asteroid apart, pieces of its core uh, found their way eventually to the Earth, blazed through the atmosphere. What kind of meteorite is this? So this is an iron meteorite. The meteorites come in stony and iron classes, and this is something we'd call an iron class. Picture a bottle of oil and vinegar salad dressing. Shake it well, pour it into two ice cube trays, and flash freeze them.